Wollaston filling in for Emily Hines, who attends Houston City Council meetings and takes notes. And now I am sharing those notes with you on behalf of Emily. Today's notes are from the council meeting on July 26, 2023. First up, the mayor's report. Mayor Turner remarked on a successful trade mission to West Africa. The National Urban League Conference is this week. Priya Zachariah, the city's chief resilience and sustainability officer, made a presentation on the Houston Climate Action Plan three-year report. Councilmember-at-Large David Robinson remarked on Houston's LEED gold status, which is apparently a big deal. Mayor Turner implored future administrations to continue the resiliency work. Councilmember Abby Kamen of District C advocated for a shift in the way Houston approaches energy, especially if we want to remain the energy capital of the world. There will be a Barbara Jordan Monument unveiling on Thursday at the African American Library at the Gregory School. Mayor Turner shared condolences for Jesse Lott, artist and founder of Project Row Houses. Turner condemned the news that HISD Superintendent Mike Miles intends to convert some libraries into discipline centers. It related a story from his own youth about using a library for escapism because his family didn't have money to travel. He complained that libraries are only being closed in select communities, which sends the wrong message to the kids that go to school there. He literally said, what the hell are you doing? Turner implored the community at large to get engaged. Councilmember Kamen also censured the library move and said, quote, our public school system is the foundation and bedrock of American democracy. Councilmember Robert Gallegos of District I said that 62% of HISD students are Hispanic and lamented how the state tried to erase Texas history prior to Anglo settlement in the 1830s. He said, quote, this is part of the culture wars from Austin, telling people what they can learn and what they can't learn to make sure that they continue to stay in power in Austin. Mayor Turner concluded by saying, quote, you ban books and now you're closing libraries. You're doing it in selected schools and selected communities. It cannot happen on our watch, end quote. He pressured the board of managers, especially anyone who represents the city, to fight back. He also sent a message to Miles, quote, you're in Houston. You do not operate in a vacuum, end quote, and he invited him to city council to discuss. Next was a presentation from Director Ponce of the Mayor's Office on Disability to commemorate the 33rd anniversary of the passing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. They also presented the mayor with the Houston Civic Award for Disability Inclusion Award. Councilmember Carla Cisneros of District H had never heard of the Capitol Crawl before today. The Capitol Crawl is such a remarkable event that I want to make sure everyone who reads these notes knows about it. On March 13, 1990, over 1,000 people marched to the U.S. Capitol to demand the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act, or ADA. Upon arrival, 60 people abandoned their wheelchairs and other mobility aids and crawled up the Capitol steps to demonstrate how inaccessible architecture affects people with disabilities and the urgency needed to address the problem. The ADA was signed into law four months later. Moving on to some agenda items. Items 2 and 3 both approved final contract amounts, $3 million and $12 million, respectively, for Houston Public Works projects. Councilmember Ed Pollard of District J voted no on item 2 with no discussion. Mayor Turner prefaced the vote on item 3 with a discussion on how this contractor did not meet their minority and women-owned business enterprise, or MWBE, goal, but since it was their first infraction in three years, the city is obligated to pay them. 
Councilmember Pollard, like usual, criticized the city policy requiring contractors to be paid even though they didn't meet the MWBE requirements, and especially because it is alleged that this contractor did not work in good faith with the Office of Business Opportunity to resolve the issue. He wants to amend the ordinance regulating these matters so contractors who don't meet their goals can't get paid or won't get hired again, or maybe both. Councilmember Martha Castix-Tatum of District K agreed the city could reevaluate the policy, but she defended this contractor and said it was a timing technicality, something about paperwork not being filed on time. That caused them to miss their MWBE goal. She also pushed back on Pollard's insinuation that unmet MWBE goals are out of control. Castix-Tatum said there are thousands of contracts that get voted on every year, and the percentage that don't fulfill their MWBE goals is actually quite small. Item 3 passed. Councilmember Pollard and Plummer voting no. Item 5 approved the emergency purchase of a $920,000 mobile stroke unit for the Houston Fire Department. Item 12 approved a contract extension for the company that facilitates online birth and death certificates for the health department. Item 13 approved a contract to accept a $614,000 interlocal grant with Harris County. The Overdose Data Action Grant is a cooperative agreement that began in September 2019 and focuses on the complex and changing nature of the overdose epidemic. This grant uses data to better understand the nature of the overdose problem by using data to monitor emerging trends and direct preventative activities, working with providers to reduce unsafe exposure to opioids and treat addiction. Item 17 approved a $395,000 two-year contract with Underground Planet Art Studio to facilitate the Traffic Signal Mini Mural Program across the city. Councilmember Castix Tatum supported and shared that when District K was formed, it had one piece of civic art. The mini mural program has vastly expanded that. Councilmember Cisnero said that programs like these help to democratize art. Items 18 and 19 approved two contracts, $496,000 and $403,000, respectively, for professional lobbying services to the federal government. Councilmembers Huffman, Peck, and Knox voted no on Item 20 through 23 approved contract extensions and increases with several organizations that provide HIV slash STD related services, such as testing, counseling, education, and risk reduction. Council member at large Sally Alcorn tagged item 27, which would prohibit the use of groundwater beneath a tract of land in District B. She supports the item, but says the community wants more time. Item 32 established an alcohol-free zone, which isn't really an alcohol-free zone, but I'll explain that later, within 300 feet of Heights Preschool and Early Learning Center. The alcohol-free zone will still allow restaurants with alcohol sales that make up 60% or less of total sales to operate, but will restrict businesses like liquor stores and bars. Councilmember Kamen spoke in support and shared supportive community feedback. Councilmember at large, Mike Knox, griped about the semantics of an alcohol-free zone that isn't really alcohol-free, but supported this item and said, I'm going to be in favor of this because this is what the neighborhood wants, and by golly, we do what the people say around here. Mayor Turner laughed and said, in most cases, that's true. And finally, the councilmember pop off. Councilmember Alcorn applauded a $15 million Houston Endowment grant that will go to organizations fighting to end homelessness. Councilmember Amy Peck of District A shared condolences for the passing of James Latham, a longtime District A resident and volunteer. Councilmember Kamen shared information on sidewalk maintenance on Richelieu Lane in Oak Forest that should be done in August. She highlighted recent problem solving at the health department relating to quick burial practices for Jewish and Islamic people. 
Councilmember Carolyn Evans-Shabazz of District D shared condolences for the passing of Jesse Lutt, artist and founder of Project Row Houses. Councilmember Castex Tatum plugged many back-to-school events. Sign up for the District K newsletter to get those details and plug the National Battle of the Bands at NRG on August 25th and 26th. Councilmember Robinson shared condolences for Jesse Lott and plugged a special transportation technology and infrastructure meeting on August 24th that will review building code amendments. Councilmember Tiffany Thomas of District F reflected on the recent trade mission to Africa. She said, oftentimes I think it's lost on Houstonians how global our city really is. But on a national scale, Houston is a leader. Houston can model what those subnational politics and then influence can be. And we, quote, we are in the very best position to model to the globe on how we partner with the African continent, end quote. And that's it. That was the meeting. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. If you think this project is worth supporting, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. You will get a shout out on this very podcast. Also, thanks to ACLU Texas for their support. This podcast has music by Joe Wozni, and it was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. For Emily Hines, I'm Connor Clifton, and we thank you both for listening.